by taking the skills that athletes learn and transfer those skills into passion for sales. Joyce Johnson is the sales champion. She shares her amazing career in the sports arena as her dream job before going full-time entrepreneur with her own company, helping athletes and other college students understand what it takes to be in sales. Joyce gives many nuggets of inspiration that will help you see why she is the sales champion. Stay tuned to her dynamic episode. You won't want to miss it. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. I am your host, Shay Sparks. I have found the secret to transforming trauma into treasure. We start by choosing to invest in ourselves first, and then it overflows onto others. By sharing how we have overcome our obstacles, we ignite a tiny spark of hope, love, connection, and community in other people. And when we ignite that spark, the whole world lights up. And that's the power of investing in people. Just imagine what you could ignite when you invest in yourself first. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. And today, my guest is Joyce Johnson. Welcome to the show, Joyce. Good afternoon. So uh, Joyce and I met, um, let's see, we're in May, almost a year ago in in Houston. Yeah. We were at the uh, Texas Black Expo and able to speak um, at the author spotlight. That was it. I mean, time really flies, right? (laughs) Doesn't it? And and then I also, I feel like I've been knowing you for years. I know. (laughs) I know. It's crazy. It's like you meet somebody and you click immediately. Yes. And then you're automatically going, wait, haven't I known you longer when you look back? It's just, yeah. So blessed to know you, honey. (laughs) Ditto. Same here. So for those of you who don't know, Joyce Johnson is an author, speaker, sales champion, and business coach, which by the way, I have to say, I absolutely love that title, sales champion. Sales champion. And I was very deliberate about that. You see a lot of things out there, sales influencer, sales professional, what have you. And I wanted people to know that I champion this. I am embedded in this. I breathe it. I believe in it. And, um, you know, in sales and the sales, I will, I'll say something for later, but just about even now with people looking for work, I'm just saying, take your transferable skills and knowledge that you have and go apply for a company that sells, you know, you have a sales vertical that you can hop into and still keep going and provide for your families. Mm, I, love I that. wholeheartedly believe that. Uh, I completely agree with you. And Joyce has began her career in professional sports and later entered the telecommunications industry, leading to a role of sales director in global markets. And that led her to finishing number one in sales. So that is why she is the sales champion. (laughs) And she is also passionate about mentorship and development of college students. She has published three books, Why Sales for College Students, Top 10 Sales Tips for College Grads, and Get a Job Today, Five Things You Need to Know. 
in a series of guides to coach students on per- personal growth and development of their career path. And she is also a co-author with yours truly in the book Visionistas, Women Who Think Outside the Box. So, you know, and, and I apologize. I tried to update that bio, but there's one more book that I released recently, and that's Why Sales for Athletes. Oh, yeah. It sort of got released at the same time as the Visionistas. It's always like <laughs> pulling back and forth with the two. Yes. Awesome. And so we're just going to dive right in, Joyce. And uh, I always start with the first question is what does investing in people mean to you? You know, it means um, really to me just identifying what people believe that they need and they want and helping them to be clear on the gaps that they have, seeing if there's any way I can help them fill those gaps or connect them to someone to fill the gaps or coach them through the gaps so that they can reach their goals. You know, and that's, you know, on a professional level, you almost can mirror it in a personal level too. I've had friends in my house and they're going over what they want to do and what they want to accomplish. And I mean, we're having some wine and next thing you know, I pop up this big white post-it on the wall and I'm like, well, let's just talk about it. Yes. And, and we just start writing it all on, where are we today? Mm-hmm. Where do we want to be? And what do we need to get there? Mm-hmm. Amen. That's right? just why we're friends. <laughs> you know, and it's just, you know, it's about that thing where, you know, of course, you know, we, we feed people, we do different things, but you want to teach people to fish. Oh, uh, yes. Right? Yes. You want p- to teach people to fish and to be able to um, survive of their own because there's an amazing feeling of accomplishment when someone can do just that. I know it is for me. Absolutely. It's empowering. It's empowering. Yeah. So your latest book that you talked about, the um, sales for athletes, tell me about that. Why Sales for Athletes is a project that I've wanted to do for some time. I, um, you know, I'm not, I haven't played sports. I tried a little tennis early on, you know, I'm a swimmer or what have you, um, but I haven't played sports competitively. However, I, you know, was in Edgerton High School and I wrote on sports, took pictures. I was, worked in sports information in college. And then uh, one of my, my first jobs outside of college was with the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of friends that have played sports. Um, a lot of people that I'm aligned to who played high school sports, college sports, professional sports. And I understand how hard it is for them to move on to the next chapter of their life. And only when we start thinking about it and we're watching these big games and things, even when I, I watch, when I look at the NCAA tournament now, I look at it differently, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, you have all these athletes that are out on those football fields and basketball courts and tennis, whatever it is, but only 2% of those in any, you know, across the board pretty much are going to go professional. Right. 2%. Wow. Wow. So when you think about that and you're looking at, you know, the Sweet 16, March Madness and all that. And you're just thinking 2% of the people on the floor right now of the 100 athletes that they have, you know, probably more if they're, you know, in the Sweet 16. Yeah, but yeah. when you think about everyone, all the teams that played, only 2%. And when you think about how many left high school to go to college on a collegiate scholarship, it's 6%. Mm, wow. So what's happening to all these other people that have been doing this one thing that they really love from the age of, you know, sometimes five or, you know, 10 or 12 mm-hmm. into adulthood. And although they may go to college on a scholarship and study, they're really, from most of the people that I know, male or female, they never really, and probably more females did, but for the males, they never really thought about anything other than going pro. 
So, and then they get caught in this, this trap in between the two, right? Mm-hmm. My being big man on campus brand right. to being who are you type of brand, right. or at least asking my, asking themselves, who are they? When they go outside the house, people still recognize them, still give them a pat on the back, so loud in to be in restaurants, but they finish up that saying, now what? Right. So I wanted to give an answer, you know, that's another thing of helping people and feeding into them. I wanted to answer that. Now what? Mm-hmm. Now you can take those embedded skills and things that you've learned, that training, that showing up every day, that working hard, you know, that leadership, that influence, and you can take all those transferable skills and go into any organization and become a successful salesperson if you implement the same discipline that you did on the fill accord or wherever you were. Mm, I love it. So what they're doing is really uh, transferring their passion from the sports into sales or yes, yeah, you're saying sales. Yeah, absolutely. Into a sales profession. And, you know, and then the, the great thing about sales is I know a lot of people have had some experiences, there's a lot of sales myths out there. And that's another reason I write the book and I clearly define what sales is. I tell them some of the good, bad, and the ugly of sales. Mm-hmm. And, but the great thing about sales is even now when I sell these college students thinking, oh my goodness, that company isn't going to hire me this summer after all, right? Mm. But there are companies out there still hiring salespeople. Right, right. So if you got your degree in psychology, you can go over and work in the government market, in government, right? Mm-hmm. Or you can go and sell in a government vertical for a company. If you study political signs, right? Now, because you understand the lingo and the language. If you've been in medical, right? Yeah. And you really was in medical school, but maybe um, you weren't going to go to medical school. I, I know a friend of mine, her niece decided she just didn't want to. She wanted to be a doctor all her life and she finished and she's like, I can't, right? Wow. And, you know, perfect example, my friend told her about me and my books and things, and we gave her a copy and she got a job selling. What? So now you can sell medical supplies, pharmaceuticals, medical equipment, because you know the lingo and you can even get specialized. You know, you can go sell for diabetic medicine, AIDS medicine, Mm -hmm. cancer medicines, you know. And so I just want people to understand if you don't go to law school or if you do go to law school, you can go sell to the legal people. Mm -hmm. There's always a sales job out there where you can take your transferable skills and go to work. And when you go to work, you can get a base salary, um, you know, depending on how the company is, you get a base salary anywhere from 35 to 65,000 entry level. Mm Mm-hmm. And then work your butt off and earn a hundred plus, you know, you know, earn over a hundred thousand dollars a year, your first year with commissions. So now you're able to pay for your student loans. You're able to pay for the car your parents got you because now they're going to say, Hey, pay your own car insurance. Right, right, right. (laughs) So so now you're able to cover that. You're able to pay your student loans and you're still able to live nicely, Mm. be responsible, but you're able to live nicely and comfortable and go out to dinner, things like that, what you've been used to as an athlete, because people really spoiled athletes. They're really <laughs> spoiled group of people. Yeah, I, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's okay. <laughs> that's okay that you said it. I love that you said it. And so I'm just curious, is there, I know we're talking about athletes, but across the board, if somebody's listening to this and they're like, well, I'm not really an athlete, could I, could I do sales? Is there um, qualifications that you like to look for in people to do sales? You know, absolutely. And in my other book and what I did with my students last year, because I also um, taught a course last year at um, one of the community colleges here in Houston, you know, one of my students, he had been president of student council 
you know, when you're in city council, those are whether you're the president or um, elective officer for your class or mm-hmm. what have you, you have some type of innate leadership skills. Yes. If you've had to run for an office and someone voted for you, you have a skill of being able to influence people mm-hmm. and to coach people, right? So mm-hmm. that's a part of sales. Sales is influence. Why you hear the word influence a lot with sales? Yeah. Because sales is influencing someone, you know, educating them, but influencing them also to buy from you mm-hmm. and your company and your brand. So, you know, I was really happy that I didn't read um, John Maxwell's 21 Infutable Laws of Leadership before writing my book because his first two were leadership and influence. And they're basically my first two as well. <laughs> so when after I read it, I, you know, I'd read a, I downloaded it, listened to the audible, I'll say, yes, John Maxwell <laughs> agrees with me. Yay. <laughs> you know, yes, yes. yes. I, went, so I felt so validated. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so for, you know, if you're outgoing, and I, I share this one um, story in my first book, have you ever convinced your parents to let you do something or go somewhere? Mm, right. Of course, we all have, right? Yes. Right? Yeah. And and I mean, some of us are better than others. Some mm-hmm. of us have referrals lined up. Yeah, you know, um, Tim's mom said it's okay that we can go. <laughs> so Tim's cousin has gone there before and they stayed at this place and his mom's willing to let you call her so that you can she can tell you about the place and why she was comfortable letting them go. And so it's really okay, mom, if you let me go stay all night, you know, at this right. beach house in Galveston. <laughs> you know, so some of us are better. I mean, you were selling. Right. You That's were selling so your mom. True. That's so true. So true. So true. You were really selling your mom. And hey, if she, she let you go. And, and, you know, and growing up, it wasn't that I wasn't a good salesperson. It's just my mom, once she decided that, no, it was just it. So don't take it personally <laughs> if you didn't get your way. Oh, absolutely. And is that, that's a great question. That's a great segue. Do you teach in your books and in your courses as a professor, do you teach that um, it's n- that to not be attached to the outcome? Yeah. You know, you got to be willing to listen to know. And as, as they say, it's not how many times you fall, but how many times you get up. Mm, so true. You know, you got to keep going. You have to keep pushing. Um, you know, sometimes, and one of the stories I love to tell is that the Colonel, um, Kentucky Friday, yeah, he didn't really build that brand until after he was 65. He had done some other amazing things, but every time the economy changed, like kind of like we're doing now and things, he needed to check and adjust. So sometimes you have to check and adjust. And sometimes when you're getting a no, you know, you, and this is part of the sales process, right? So when you're getting a no, you have to understand why you're getting a no is you're, sometimes we're talking to the wrong people. Yes, yes. So sometimes we take a $100 million opportunity to someone that has $100. Mm, very true, yes. So we're going to get a no, right? Yeah. So if you have a film ideal or whatever it is and you take it to a company and you look up that company's financials before you even call them or what have you, and you know that they're a $10 million company, don't go ask them for $100 million. So, of course, maybe they can raise it. And if they believe in you, what have you. But, you know, hey, let's go to them maybe later. Let's go to the ones that actually have the budget first. I completely agree, which is kind of the, some a lot of things that we both believe in because we've had this conversation before. It's about aligning yourself with the right people. Aligning with the right people at the right levels. And if you know that you're passionate about, you know, one company, you know, and sometimes I get, you know, 
you're so many degrees away from any person, right? And LinkedIn now mm-hmm. shows us that we're about two or three degrees away before we used to think it was maybe six or eight. So there's many ways to get into an organization. Sometimes if people don't think this, they don't realize sometimes the admin at the front desk, that's your best way in. Yes. Because if she's really doing a great job as what we used to call the gatekeeper and if she's really friendly and if she's taking care of those people back behind that desk, it's nothing that he or she can't get done. Mm, very true. Right. Sometimes you may go in through a salesperson. Sometimes you may go in with the accountant or the finance person. But whatever it is, you're going to have to sell those different people. And, you know, and then occasionally we get to, you know, to stalk the CEO at one of his favorite restaurants and get in at the top. There you go. <laughs> Gotta have the elevator pitch. There you go. And I and I love what you're talking about is really kind of connecting with the person who answers the phone. So that creates a whole nother uh, conversation of people skills. You- people skills. You know, I um, say in my, in, uh, my books, you know, that person, you, you really need to recognize that person and make them a part of your ask. Mm. Right? Yes. So when you go in, so you don't go in and say, you know, Shay, um, my company's having this shindig and I, I like to invite Harold and Bert and all these people. Would you mind giving them an invitation? Right. Well, Shay may want to go also. Exactly. Yeah. And I do, by the way. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Yeah. So you invite, you invite everyone yeah, and, and you don't know anything about Shay. So you don't know if she's a trust fund baby and just hanging out there working. You know, you should have no, you should know something about her by now if you're sending this invite. And you don't, you don't know if her husband's CEO at another company and her kids are adults now. And she said, well, let me go work. You know, so everyone enjoys a great party, right? Mm-hmm. Very true. So, so you invite everyone. And I always say also make sure you're complimenting people. Yes. I definitely agree with that one. Yes. Just don't go in and say, oh, I'm, I'm so-and-so and I'm here to just so-and-so. Say good morning. How are you? Oh, lovely blouse. Be sincere. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, that you never know how you're going to get into an organization and who really is the person of the most influence. Matter of fact, she may be um, married to the CEO and she's up front watching her money. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, or I might be the CEO just happen to walk by when the phone rang. You happen never know. To walk by and, the, and, and the person needs to run to the restroom. And yep. You just right? never know. You never <laughs> know who's going who's to answer that phone, which, uh, wow, that's such a great conversation. Um, so you've written all these books. And you're a sales champion. So let's go back to Joyce before that. What obstacles did you overcome that you really saw that sales was like something that you really wanted to do? Gosh, you know, there were, um, you know, a few, but I've been in sales for a very long time. And I can tell, and I share this, this story that when I first graduated from college and a company wanted to offer me a sales position, and they offered so much money and things. And I was telling my mom about it. She was like, you cannot take that. It can't be legal. Wow. You're going to go to jail. She's like, you're going to go to jail. This It can't be legal. But you have to think my mom's a nurse. She's a retired RN now. And everyone in my family was in the medical field. So they didn't understand sales. And that's why I am so you know, married to making sure people understand sales and the sales opportunities. And yes, the money's real, but yes, you're going to work for it. Um, you know, and so, um, I wanted to be on TV initially. Mm-hmm. 
Um, when I was in college, I, I worked, as I mentioned, in sports information. I typed play-by-play for football, the official book for basketball, travel with the teens, did golf, baseball, track, what have you. And I um, wanted to be in TV, so I was a communications major. I, was, um, I wrote for the newspaper. I was on radio. And, um, and I actually had an opportunity to interview with a station, a local station, after, after college. So I didn't get the role. And again, one of the things that I love sharing with the college students and the reason I also have my list talk about it, hashtag college life podcast is so that they can share best practices and opportunities with each other. Mm. Because um, I just, um, one of my professors who really believed in me, she left. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I didn't um, know, you know, we didn't have everything. We, I'm, I'm, I'm dating myself. But we didn't have everything that we have now. Right. We didn't exactly. have social media and cell phones and things. Right. So, um, I mean, we had them. I know one my, I think one of my uncles had one. That was it. And um, so, I, you know, I didn't have that coaching. Go to a smaller market. Mm. Go to a small market. You know, when you go to school right outside a big market like Houston, which is the fourth top market, and, you know, where if you, well, I turn on the news right now, people that I grew up watching the news, they still have those jobs. Right. Now, there's been some people that moved in, mm-hmm. you know, here and there, and they've expanded their teams. But really, the people that I grew up watching on TV, for the most part, still have their jobs. And they're just now getting to the point of retirement and things, and maybe some of them are not retiring. So um, so that, that was an obstacle for me. And, and I end up going back home initially and then taking, you know, just taking a job, a, a government type job. And it was in Houston. So I had to get up early in the morning. I lived in Galveston, Texas for you guys. I grew up in Galveston, Texas, about 40 miles outside of Houston. And so I would drive in, not only just drive into Houston, but then drive all the way east to where this job was. Wow. That's a long commute for those of you who don't know. <laughs> it was a very long commute. It was an hour plus commute, um, probably hour and a half commute going and coming each day. And every once in a while, I would try to stay in Houston with a friend, but I graduated in three years. So I graduated before everyone else. So I end up being that friend that everyone came and kind of stayed with during transition, or if they were interviewing, they would come stay at my apartment. So eventually I moved back and I had an apartment, you know, when I finished college, but um, I actually took a first sell, my first sales job that had no sales support, no leadership support, no one in market, but me. Here I am, this 21-year-old kid, not knowing what to do, not having a clue, and I just bombed. I bombed. And so um, that's when I ended up moving home. And so eventually, six months later, came back to Houston and um, got offered some more sales jobs, and I knew I could do it. So I jumped in, and I took a sales job with the, uh, selling season tickets for the Houston Rockets mm-hmm. with the intent of getting into a sports team. And when I took the sales job, I thought I was going to be at the stadium with the team working. Well, it was actually a company that would, that they had outsourced to gotcha. sell for. Them. So I said, you know what? I'm still going to take it, and mm-hmm. and I'm I'm you know I'm still going to take it. I'm going to sell. I'm going to earn good money. You know what have you? So yeah. one day they come in and they said. Um, anyone want to go over to the stadium and work tonight because they have out of town game and they'll be doing some advertising and the phones are ringing. And I raised my hands. I told people all the time, raise your hand. I know you see that in my books, they raise your hand. So I, I go over there 
to the, the arena that night. They have an out-of-way game, out-of-town game. And I'm sitting there and I'm selling and things. And again, I'm dating myself because when I told this story to some folks, um, I guess two months ago, they, they're like, who? And Sammy Davis Jr. was performing that night. Wow. And he comes in there. He traveled with his own kitchen and people. So they came and set up wow. and everything. It was amazing. Wow. To meet Sam. I mean, you're oh, down there. Yeah. Where are these happening? Wow. So the other thing that happened that night, the general manager came in from the Rockets and said, hey, does anyone know this program and can type this money words and know this? And I'm no, I, I think there might be one other um, gal there. I think I was the only gal there, right? Mm-hmm. I raised my hand really fast and he said, follow me. So he took me and I signed a non-disclosure and all these things. And then I typed up some stuff for them. And um, I, <laughs> I did some edits to Akeem Olajuwon's contract. Mm. And I really just dated myself on that one. Gosh, the college <laughs> students are going to be like, really, Miss Joyce? Really? Really, Miss Joyce? You're that old? So anyway, <laughs> um, after I finished that, he said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I like to work here. And, you know, da, da, da. I had it down. He said, okay, yeah. call my admin tomorrow. And then I got the job. Wow. What a great story. Yeah. What a great story. And I want the listeners to 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 really, like, sink into that. She said she bombed the first job, just saying. <laughs> bombed it. Bombed. And then she tried again. And not only did she try again, then she volunteered. She didn't ask, well, how much is that going to pay? How, what, what am I going to get out of that? I had she no idea what I was saying. She didn't even question it. She just jumped and said, me, I'll do it. I'll volunteer. And look where it landed you. Wow. Right. Wow. So, you know, I tell people, you, you got to keep going. I've, I've had, I've had some, you know, ups and downs. I remember attending a, a seminar at a fairly young age. And I remember the gentleman saying, how many of your parents have worked with the same company all their lives? Um, and they're going to retire from those companies and, you know, what have you. And, you know, we all raised our hands, you know, cause that's the way it used to be. Right. Yes. And he said, how many of you believe that that's going to be you? Mm. And I was the only one in the room that didn't raise my hand right. because by then I'd gone through a few things, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I experienced a few things. And he said, you're right. He said, you will have 10 jobs and three careers in your lifetime. Mm. That's where this generation is heading. Yes, you're right. And, and so, and, and if I not more. That in. Yeah, if, if not, not more. more, right. Right. If not more. And so, you know, the, the world is changing and changing very fast. Um, and, you know, I, I tell my 24-year-old niece, because she said, I told her to get a, a life insurance policy with our provider. And she said, well, I already have it at work. I said, yeah, but if something happens with your job, you need to have an outside policy, um, you know, to cover things as well. And she's really had a hard time grasping the concept. I was like, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Just do, just, it. Just, do it. just just listen to Joyce. Just listen to Joyce. <laughs> listen on Joyce. Yeah. But that's, the, that's, you know, the reality of it. Um, and then when I say with sales, you know, you're going to earn great money. But um, ideally, you want to try to live off your base. And sometimes the base is a lower at some companies than others. So, but you don't want to spend all of your commissions money every month, every couple of weeks you get it or every day, right? Right. Um, you want to have your... Um, and I'm not a financial person by any means, but you want to make sure you have your rainy day fund. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so glad you said that. 
So I'm going to shift gears here a little bit and talk about the book okay. that we, we wrote together um, along with several other authors called Visionistas. And your chapter is on selling yourself, but I really like the step two that you have in your portion of claim your reinvention. So talk to us about that. You have to claim it. You know, there's a lot of times we want to do something and we have it in us and write the plan out. Um, Well, we write out a strategy or the dream or what have you. We never put any timelines on it. You have to put a timeline or something for it to actually become a plan and for you to actually begin to execute some options around it. But you have to really claim it. You have to say, this is what I want and this is what I'm willing to do and what I'm willing to give up to get it. Right. Yeah. And so, and you have to claim it. You have to know, you have to be very clear on what it is and you have to be protective of it. You know, I I think I mentioned that in that piece too. You have to be protective Mm -hmm. of it. When you decide that you're going to claim what you want and you receive it in your heart and your soul and your spirit as that's your purpose, you know, and is this your purpose? If this is, if this is what meant for you today and, and this time, Mm-hmm. then you have to claim it and you have to get ready to um, you tell people about it later, but in your client, your claiming process, you just have to take it in. Yeah, You got to get it, you know, and, and you kind of got to let it run all through your veins and everything and, and, and shake through you. Right. Mm-hmm. So then that way, when you begin to arm yourself um, so that when you do get the naysayers and things like that, when you, you know, shout it out, you're ready and you you've done your work and you've um and you know what it is. You've educated yourself on it. You fully understand it, and you're you're hugging it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when have you reinvented yourself? Oh gosh. Hashtag twenty twenty reinvention. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. You know, and, and and several times. You know, um, after you know after the, the rockets and having a, a major surgery at a very young age. Um, and deciding to relocate to Northern California, not even having a job, but I knew I would get one when I got there, wow. you know, because I believed in who I am. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to just reinvent. And then I had to say, okay, well, I'm in Northern California. They have telecom and they have computers. I need to select one of these to go sell. Mm. Telecom, computers, education. And I was selling education, so I knew I didn't really want that. So then I, I worked my way into the telecommunications industry by, you know, not knowing anyone, not getting that referral, but just going in and selling myself and what mm-hmm. I knew mm-hmm. um, to get to kick that door down for an opportunity. And I'll, I'll speed it up now. You know, so um, and I've had I've had a business before. Right. Mm-hmm. After the downturn um, in corporate um, years ago with um, real estate and things of that nature, I've had a business. So I am back solo right now, I told myself that it'll be until June this year. Um, I, I may stay solo. <laughs> it's not a bad, it's not a bad place, Yeah. but I reinvented myself when I wrote my first book mm. and I made a decision. When you talk about claiming something, yeah, it's something that I've been thinking about. Like I said before, you know, kind of daydreaming about, you know, I always say, who are you and your best daydream? Mm-hmm. So I've been daydreaming about it and different things. And I'm sitting at a conference and I hear a woman speak about how she was going to write her book and do what she did, no matter what her company thought, because Mm. they should be happy that she's doing it 
and that they employ such an awesome person (laughs) and that her brand was going to actually help their brand. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I'm like, well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Right. And she, and so she was calling on people. She asked someone to come to stand up and speak. And, and I, I was sitting there, but my mind is turning and maybe she saw my mind turning, but I stand up, I stood up then, um, you know, at the table, I stood up. And when I introduced myself, I'd never done this before. Mm-hmm. Never. Mm-hmm. When I introduced myself, I said, very matter of fact, good afternoon. I am Joyce Johnson. Mm. Yes. Yes. And, and for those of you who don't know that, that, we'll talk about this in a minute, but that is her uh, social media. I am Joyce Johnson. That, that's it. That's the yes. brand. I am Joyce Johnson. Yes. Uh, my email, all, all my social media channels, my website, everything. And I always say at that moment, I claimed who I was. Oh, absolutely. I and, regained my power and my strength of me. How'd that make you it. feel? How'd that make you feel when you did that? It's, it's very freeing. Yeah. It's, it's very freeing because now you go to work and you're in corporate and you're, um, you know, you're moving along and you're, and you're being successful, what have you, but you're not still getting some of those opportunities that you want or doing some of those things that you would like to accomplish corporate wise and things. But I, I felt like when I interviewed internally then or if something was happening then I just felt like wow you guys are really missing out Mm, yeah you you knew you had something to offer yes knew I had something to offer you're you're missing out you need a Joyce Johnson in this role you need a Joyce Johnson who you know when you go to a conference and you have your company booth people are coming up asking oh is Joyce Johnson here Joyce maybe you know, just because maybe they see my social media, see me on LinkedIn, they know I work for the company. Oh, is Joyce Johnson here? Mm-hmm. You know, that's what companies want. And they, a lot of times don't realize that whether they, you know, whether they embrace it or not, your brand flow over into theirs and their brand flows over into you. Yes, I agreed. Yes. Right. So I, that, so that was um, a re, a beginning of a new reinvention for me. Mm, awesome. Right. That was a new reinvention for me. And so here I am five books later. Yeah, five books later. And so I know you like to ask your college students, what's now? So what's next for Joyce? What's next for Joyce? I have the Y Sales Leadership Retreat coming. Awesome. I recently launched Y Sales Network, which is the company that I'm moving the I Am Joyce Johnson brand under, as well as, you know, all the events and my um, Let's Talk About It hashtag college life. Um, podcast, my uh, my sales tips broadcast that I um, blog that I do. I do a a um, a video blog. Mm-hmm. I call it my video blog, and it's on YouTube. Yeah. It's on my website. And so, why um, self leadership retreat? And then leading into the retreat, we have a series of webinars that's taking place every Thursday night, um, titled "Pivot um, During Panic." Mm-hmm. So last week we actually talked about what does it mean to pivot through panic. Yeah. Tonight we're talking about create a brand that sells, mm, and, and next week is millennial leadership. What to expect? Mm, awesome. So we're we're having some um, you know really great conversations, mm-hmm. and then I have created you know again getting back to sales and really being a champion of it and really wanting the college level students and universities to understand the opportunities. I have created 
I started going and, um, you know, speaking. So I've created a virtual speaking program. Good for you. That's awesome. So, you know, the the good thing about my years in sales is that a lot of it's been done right here from my home office. Mm -hmm. So I have hosted, you know, trainings and meetings and things comfortably, successfully, and, you know, providing engagement um, virtually. Mm. So I decided to go ahead. I said, well, they're um, they're not going to be able to fly me out. So let me go ahead and create a virtual program. And so I am now um, really focusing on um, closing to get speaking engagements, virtual speaking engagements with the colleges to continue to help them educate the students, um, give them that outside of the university insight and um, help them give us some guidance to move forward um, to the workplace after graduation. Mm, Love it. Love it. Love it. And so where can people find you on your social media and how can they find out about the the retreat that you're having? Well, um, the retreat is on my site also, but we do have the www.ysalesnetwork.com. They can, I'm also promoting it on my pages. So on social media, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, my my tags are um, I am Joyce Johnson and then um, www.iamjoycejohnson.com. Awesome. Awesome. So I, I, I kind of think I know what the answer is because I know you enough, but what would be your legacy? What would you want to be remembered for? Yeah. You know, I, I, it's funny you asked me that because I, um, I did send some texts out to people. I was like, what am I known for? Right. Mm-hmm. And it is. You know, and, and at the end of the day, when you look at all the answers, it is for helping people. It is for mentorship. It is for inspiring people. It is for, you know, helping people find a career yeah. and, you know, and connecting people, you know, to their, their life dreams. And I, you know, so, and I think that that is, it is that no matter where I've lived, you know, whether I was in Northern California or Miami or Texas, you know, I'm, you know, I'm still that same small town Texas girl. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Joyce, thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. I hope, you know, all our listeners got something out of this. Um, Always feel free to send me a QA or something and, um, and and go online to, um, again, to Sales Network. Join us on the webinar every Thursday at 6 p.m. Central Time because they're pretty amazing. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And I'll put the, the websites and all of that in, our, in the show notes. And thank you. Thank you. And so I always like to leave with this question. So what phrase, scripture, or mantra are you living by right now? You know, um, since you said scripture, because I tell people a lot of times I, I don't go into the politics and religion, but one thing that always pops to me no matter what um, I'm experiencing and I, and it has since I was a young girl and I had to speak at a conference on behalf of my church. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the, um, first couple of verses of 27 Psalms, you know, um, the Lord is my light, my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? Mm-hmm. No one. The no answer one. is just no one, no one, nothing. Awesome. 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 Well, thank you so much, Joyce, for being here. It's been an honor. Thank you. Hugs, virtual hugs. Virtual hugs, yes. Are you looking for an inspiring and energetic speaker? 
or host for your special event? Do you wish to have more confidence, more love, and more accepting of yourself? And you're curious about how to work with me one-on-one? Or are you looking for a brainstorming and visionary consultant on how to grow your business? When your answer is yes, then I invite you to send me an email at heyshay at shaysparks.com. That's H-E-Y-S-H-A at S-H-A-S-P-A-R-K-S dot com. Looking forward to hearing from you. part of our show, and it's people like you that make this show possible. So we hope that you know you are appreciated. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, and share this podcast. And when you want to continue the fun and conversation, join my official community on the Shea Sparks Facebook page. That's S-H-A-S-P-A-R-K-S on Facebook. Looking forward to connecting with you. May your day be filled with the sparks of hope that ignites you to invest in yourself and the people around you. Why, you may ask? Because you are worth it. Mm